everybody, and welcome to Scoop Phase, episode number four. You almost forgot the name of our podcast, didn't you? A little bit. I, I've been drinking since I got home. Yeah, you've been drinking forever, so it's okay. Um, um, who are you? I'm Day Day. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm Zach. And you're Zachary. I almost forgot your name. Bobby Yonkles Hicks. Uh, baby Ankles. Pronounce it right. Bob Yonkles. It's a uh, Leviathan. <sighs> Leviathan, Leviathan, Leviathan. Anyways, Levitation. Uh, our first topic of the evening, and it is evening, it's... 9.19? No, that's right. Oh. It's 11.19. What is up with your computer? Why is your computer's clock wrong? Um, Because it's jank, and that's how I like it. I like to stay on a two-hour shift here. Anyways, we're going to... First topic of the night is going to be SCG Denver. Um, basically, we saw... A deck that just has basically came out of nowhere, just start jacking people. Hive mind, hive mind. I love it. I love hive mind. I can't. I can't express how much I love hive mind. It is the perfect me deck. But day day doesn't like it very much. I don't like it because it's so unfair. <laughs> it's not unfair. People it's just don't brutal, know. man. People don't know how to play against it, which we will it's, be covering tonight. It's very brutal. You got to admit that. If you're sitting down against High Mind and you, like, if I'm unprepared, you misplay one. Like, if you don't, like, they do their thing and then you misplay it, you lose. No, the thing is, like, there's, there's no swing. You have to be prepared for a deck like this. This is exactly uh, High Mind. I'm going to classify in the same group of decks as Dredge, Dredge or Ant. I would say yes, because they all will have these. Like spikes of them doing well because nobody's hating them out, and it's always going to be like that. Hive Mind's getting really popular right now. People are going to start playing the hate cards for it. It's going to drop in popularity. But you know what? It's kind of like uh, High Tide. We saw High Tide <laughs> blow up. Well, that was just because Middle Mist up just beats High Tide. But the it's going to be like when Hive Mind goes down, either Dredge or Ant goes up. Because they're going to have to dedicate those slots to Hive Mind Hate. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, I don't really need Graveyard Hate anymore, so drop that. Okay, so let, let's go over let's go over the top the top eight of SCG Denver Legacy Open. Yep. Uh, in eighth, we got No Rug, and then we have two Merfolk lists back-to-back, and then we have a mainstay combo deck in Ant, uh, Ad Nauseam Tendrils, Jinx, you owe me a coke. Uh, Jinx Choker, you just take two damage. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we have the bu- the bug control list. It's Team America. Stop, it's it's stop Team America. Quit, quit getting cute. Stop being bugs. It's Quit getting cute. It's Team America. It's Everyone knows what Team America. America. We have blue-white control, which is basically the stone... For- well, actually... Is that the one with the stone for No, this is Nick, Spag- uh, Nick, Nick Spagnola. Uh, Spagnola. Spang, 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 Spagnolio, uh, was, I think he got scooped in by AJ Soccer, but still he did make top eight. No, that was Thomas, that was Thomas. He scooped both of them in, Uh actually, and then Nick lost to Thomas, but, uh, third place we have Nick Spagnolo with blue-white control, which was not running Stoneforge, was just running Ancestral Visions, Jace, and Factories, um... Then we we go into Cephalid Breakfast, which that's 
better Let's dredge. talk for another day. It's it's not better dredge. It's better dredge. It actually requires you to resolve spells, so no, it's not a better dredge. It's better dredge. Here's smoke and crack. Anybody that is anybody has said that breakfast is just better so than So you're dredge. telling me it's that Tom Arnold, who used to be a somebody, says that Seth like breakfast is a better dredge than dredge. He told me that, so... Okay, all right. Fair enough, just, fair enough. Uh, even though I don't like the guy, even uh, Mike Flores says that dredge is just plain worse than breakfast. I will agree with him on this. I saw extra paint doing work against breakfast. Breakfast. I, I did not. Um, hive mind came Apparently you didn't because it came in second. And I know Hive Mind. Okay, did you, you didn't watch the finals. Uh, game one of the finals, uh, pretty guy won on turn two. Game two of the finals, got one on turn two. Game three of the finals, got one on turn two. So let's see here. Hmm. Real fun. Uh, hey, Day hey, Day. Uh, when, when SCG Denver was happening and the finals was happening, uh, who was at your house watching it right freaking beside you? Oh, that was me. And game one was one on turn four. Game two was... No, no, you had two turn two wins. Yes, it was... Back to back. It was, it was game two and game three was turn two. Game one was turn four. Game two was turn two, but if uh, Joe Lissette didn't have the turn two win, Thomas Ma had the turn two win. Which is fucking... I love it. Uh, It's not magic. It's not fun to me. That is how magic's supposed to be. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes. I want to play. I want to interact. Then... Okay, this is combo deck versus combo deck. This is what magic is going to be when you get to combo deck. All right, I understand. I understand. I'm okay, gonna, you're, you're, um, you're let's go over a quick hive mind list if, in case no one knows what it is. It basically runs the whole setup package, uh, show and tell. It's basically a show and tell deck that has um what's the what's the it's it like, has hive mind in there. Which if you don't know what it is, it's a six mana enchantment. Whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell, each player copies the spell. So they do that, and then they play any of the packs, Slaughter Pack, Summoner's Pack, Pact of Negation, or Pact of Titan, and you copy it on your upkeep. If you can't pay for it, you lose. Mm -hmm. So they do that, and they have the backup plan of show and tell in an Emrakul. So which they don't even need to it's show like, it's like it's and it, it's running the best card I think in Legacy right now, uh, Intuition. Intuition I think is one of the best intuition cards is, in is Legacy. Intuition's right now. Uh, been going through my mind in my my combo deck that I'm brewing. Well, I mean, Intuition is in any deck running blue combo. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Intuition's rough. Intuition says. It's a three mana instant, so you do it at the end of their turn. Search your library for three cards, reveal them, an opponent picks one of them, and you put the other two in the graveyard. So they go grab pretty much three of the same thing. They go grab three hive minds, or they go grab three hive mind or two hive minds and an emerald and shuffle everything back or two. Yeah, that was actually one of the plays. Was he uh, he like ran pondered. out of everything? No, he pondered and saw one card he needed. But the other two were garbage, so he just took the card he needed and then played an intuition and got two Emrakuls and a Hive Mind. So no matter what, he was shuffling his graveyard back in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's that's just all-around smart. Um, Cephalid Breakfast is going to be a deck we go over well, it's, it's, way later. It's, it's a pretty easy combo. I'm not going to go over the entire list. The, the two main 
cards in it is Sephard Illusionist and Nomad's Encore. Or yeah. Encore, whichever way you want to it, pronounce it. It basically what mills this entire deck. Yeah, when whenever Sephard Illusionist uh, becomes a target of a spell or ability, you uh, just mill three. You the controller does so. And Encore has an ability of zero. It's just a free activated ability. Uh, any damage that would be dealt to it is dealt to target creature instead. So you just target it a billion times. And it just mills your deck right there. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous. I've played against it, and it's... If you're not ready for it, it just wins. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you have to be, like, really prepared for some stuff like that. So, uh... Speaking of that, uh, we need uh, to what? We're gonna go into how to get oh yeah your friends right. the legacy. Yeah, I'm thinking ahead. I'm thinking ahead. I'm trying. <laughs> he's he's jumping to a topic we're gonna be discussing later in the like next month, like something. No. Okay, we're basically gonna go over a little, a few things to get your friends into legacy. Yeah, like you have and, and how to avoid common problems. That happened with Legacy. Yeah, this is, like, people have the problem, apparently, of they want to get into Legacy, and they just, like, type up a little draft that are, like, the first draft. They of go deck. on TCG Player. They go on Star City. They see tournament reports. Right. They look at a deck, and they're like, Jesus Christ, that deck's $1,800. That. But I want to play it. Yeah. Well, proxy it first before yeah. you do anything. Say you have you and two other friends, and you, and y'all most of the time play standard, mm-hmm. and you're thinking about getting at least your foot in the door to standard or a legacy. What you do is like you three find a, a, a legacy deck that you would perceivably enjoy playing. Mm-hmm. You proxy them up, and you proxy them up as as best as you can, and you get better at playing those to where. If you don't like the deck, you can toss it. You're just tossing proxies. Mm-hmm. Um, you you get it to where you actually get good with the deck before you waste all this money, and you find out you just don't have the mental capacity to play it. Yeah, don't 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 buy cards for a deck if you don't if you've never played it before. Like if you don't you don't even have to really proxy the deck. Like uh, just to get into Legacy, you can play online for free on. Uh, I'm not. I'm not actually gonna say the name of the programs because they're all terrible. Well, no, because Watsy doesn't like the programs being mentioned. But it, it rhymes with Magic Verk Station, so you can go play Legacy on there for free, and and you'll have opponents. But if you're getting used to playing a, a new deck and it's got a lot of fetches in it, or it has a, a complex combo piece, people are just gonna quit out on you. On, MWS. Well, see, you didn't have a mouse when you were trying to do it. No, so no. I've seen it was them literally... quit out on you. They're like, ah, oh, fuck, this is taking too long. No, not on me, because you were taking five minutes to go fetch your Tundra or your, your Savannah on turn it should, one. It should do it automatically. <laughs> it's not a paid for... This program is defunct. The, pro, the people went out of okay. business. Okay, so what you do then is you go to your local shop owner. You say... Would you mind letting us start up a, like, Wednesday night, Thursday night, something that's not going to interfere with a DCI-sanctioned tournament until all the players in your area get non-proxied cards to play with? Yeah, like a little freebie tournament. A little freebie. Bring in a deck that you're thinking about playing, proxy the hell out of it, 
And everyone at the table understands that we're here to have fun, we're here to learn how to play Legacy, mm-hmm. and we're here to play a deck that I don't feel like I need to drop that much money on a deck that I might not even enjoy. Because I know right. me and you, we've proxied a deck and we've just been like, this is not my play style, fuck this, I'm so glad I didn't buy those Tundras when I need, when someone had them for a great deal. Yeah, like, the uh, a word to the wise though, when you're making these proxies for this freebie tournament, make sure you actually have what the proxies do on the card. Like, especially if you have a printer, and you can like print off like a best way to go is like just straight up black and white, print it out where you right. can read the card. You can read it. You don't need to see the the picture on the card. You need to be able to read the card box, the text. Right. Because Oracle, I mean, if you not will. just for you. I mean. Your it's not for might, you. Yes, yeah. it's for the opponent. It might be for you too. Because it might be for your retarded ass as well. Some <laughs> some stuff you forget, like how much it costs, how much the abilities cost, stuff like that. So, yeah. But, uh, if you're trying to play breakfast, <laughs> and you're running an entire proxy deck, you're there's no way you can keep up with it unless you almost have accurate the accurate proxy, like a print off of the card. You can't yeah. just get like a marker and write. Cephalid Empress on there. I mean, you're going to lose track of all that really quick. But basically, you get in there, you start getting people in the, their foot in the door, and that's all that it takes. If, so if you're if you're in an area, like my brother, who lives up in Tuscaloosa, who can't get, like, there's three people up there that play Legacy, three or four on an average basis, and I told him, this is how you do it. You, you guys run a proxy tournament until people get their foot in the door because they're going to have so much fun playing Legacy because it, it outbeats the mundaneness of Standard. Mm-hmm. Standard is mundane right now. It is boring. You like that word. I would, I would rather watch shitty-ass horror movies than play Standard right now. I think you did today. I've been watching shitty-ass horror movies the whole week. I'm addicted. But I would rather... Like, clip my toenails and get way too close to that pain. Whoa. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I had, I had That's that That's miserable pain. Ooh. I would rather have do Ooh. that than play standard right now. Yeah, I don't know about that. And, and I'm playing Jace's. I'm, I'm actually happy. I'm not complaining well, about I'm standard a- and the cards in it right now. I'm playing about how boring it is. You can play three decks. If you're not playing those three decks, you might as well not even play. Well. And Legacy, if you're... Alright, you play the three top decks, right? Perceived three top decks, because a different deck wins every week in all these big tournaments. So, it's really about your metagame and how good you are to play in your deck. Also remember that. So you may play a deck, get absolutely destroyed, and then you find out, I've been playing this deck wrong. That's the beauty in proxying it. Yeah, it's like you're forced to willing your own stuff, and you're like, wait a minute. Uh, easy, easy, easy. That's not right, what I'm supposed easy. to be doing. Womp, 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 womp. Uh, well, it was obviously a joke. I think the people got that. Easy, from, easy, without... easy. You play in your deck, okay, and you, you get... You, you actually play against someone who knows how the deck works, and they're like, hey, you're making these big mistakes. And then you fall in love with the deck. Because I was playing Dredge, was having a miserable time, and now I can play that deck like the back of my hand. Yeah. And I can easily go play that in any tournament around here and spike it because everyone looks at me and they think, oh, that guy's playing Goblins. I've got a sideboard for him if I see him at this tournament. Yeah. And I pop in with Dredge. They're, they're up Shit's Creek paddling with a turd. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, it's all over my hand. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, th- there's two like really good things you can do in things like this. 
is uh, if you're playing with somebody that's actually been playing Legacy for a while, you can ask them for help. Because, if, I mean, if they're a good player, they're going to know your deck. Yeah, because trust me, Legacy players tend to try to stick together that I've noticed. They want other people playing the format to keep it healthy and alive. So, therefore, if you walk in, okay, say there's like five guys at your local store that play Legacy, and you're really scared because you don't want to go over there and get blown out of the water for weeks straight. Play a deck. Ask them, hey, would you care grinding out a, a couple of games help me learn to play this deck? Nine billion times out of nine billion, they're going to be like, I would love to. That's one for one for you math geeks out there. I, I've never <laughs> – okay, for instance, somebody walked up to me and was like, hey, I'm thinking about building goblins. Can I play with your deck? And I'm like, sure. Do you want me to play with your deck or do you want me to play with a different deck of mine? That was going to be the other the other point I was going to bring up was if like if you're hitting that wall with your deck, which whether or not you want you want to admit this, Data, you've actually been like this before, is like when when you were playing Dredge and then you let me play Dredge, I was doing stuff you weren't even thinking about. Like you're like, "Oh shit, I I didn't even think I could do that." Well, there's different lines of play with every right. deck. Right. And like seeing what other people would do. I'm the kind of do. guy that walks up to a, a door and turns the handle and walks in, and you're the kind of guy that, like, breaks the window down beside it, walks around and unlocks it, then walks back out and walks in. No, I'm I'm the one that knocks. Oh, you knock to see I if knock. anyone's home? Yeah. And then you do what I just said? No. I, oh, okay. Because that's how I perceive you as a player. You try to play around too much instead of just bashing through. But anyways, that's, that's up for... That's that a, is such a weird metaphor, but okay. That's a different... That's a different discussion for a different day. We're going to segue into this, a topic we've been kind of throwing around, talking a lot about. You're going to make all these decks with your buddies. You're going to be playing around. You're going to think, how, like, you cannot play, you cannot not sideboard in Legacy. Like, unless you're playing that strong of a combo and they, you just know they have no hate for it. Like, you cannot not sideboard in Legacy. Would you agree with that, Zach? Correct. Because I mean, if you're if you're playing competitively, then you just ha- you just have to come to the understanding that you're going to lose at some point. You're going to lose a game, like you're going to lose matches too. But th- th- that's not the point. Like you're going to lose games to stuff that you're just not prepared for main deck, or you miss sideboard. That too. I mean, it happened to me last night. Or yeah, last night I. I yeah, really. I, I took a few. Sided in those power blasts versus elves, and you're like, what? What did I do this? No. But, what? 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 What did you do? I was playing against Stoneblade, which is blue white Stoneforge Jace Stand Control Still. Standstill, and I boarded out my Jim Palm Incinerators just to get cute, and I put in Crossing Grips and more Red Elemental Blast. And it ended up fucking me because they can counter those spells. Well, they can't counter Crossing Grip. But you have to have a green for it. You have to have the green mana for it. And if I, like one game I lost because I couldn't get to a green mana. Mm-hmm. Because they also play Wasteland, and you basically have to play that in your main phase and then Crossing Grip it then because then your Taiga or green source is gone for the rest of the game. It's tough. But, yeah, yeah, like, just one mix-up in a sideboard, like taking something out, putting something in, or just not even having anything, 
Like, I played against Burn with my goblins, and I was like, I have nothing in my sideboard for this guy. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And I looked in there, I was like, well, I guess I could, I guess I could, I, I don't know. I, I, I just was like, I, I'll just go straight for it. I took out Jim Palms, because he was put, playing no creatures, I took out a few Jim Palms to put in more goblins, Yeah. just to beat with, because yeah. I had smaller goblins in the sideboard that do interactive stuff, and, and it actually won me the match. Um but, but we'll, we'll more specifically, we're we're going to start talking about the uh, what to look for with the top decks. Like, I'm not ne- necessarily saying these are the best decks, but apparently some people have problems, like knowing what to side in versus these decks. Um, First, we'll just we'll go off with the the strongest deck in the format. It's really hard to argue that it isn't because so many people are playing it. Has so. It's so redundant that it in- eventually beats you. Come on. No, Merfolk. Merfolk makes up like 30% of all the major tournaments. Still say Hive Mind. Hive Mind. We'll agree to disagree. Look, it's, okay, it's okay. You're really on this Hive Mind kick, but it's not an established deck yet. Bullshit. It's really not. Bullshit. Maybe in a year when it's one like... A year? Uh, maybe in a year. Because Legacy doesn't change that much. And winning four years ago is still winning now. Yeah, and that... That's not a good argument. Merfolk winning four years ago is still winning so now. So what you're saying... Goblins are still winning. They're so, still top eighting. So what you're saying is... The fact that it hasn't been around very long... It hasn't been out long deck. enough to be hated out. That's it's my argument to be, towards... All decks can be hated out. mine. Every combo deck can it be hated out. It hasn't been around enough. It's not making up even 5% of a field for you to hate it out. All right, screw it. Let's just go to Merfolk. Okay. What, what's good against Merfolk, in your opinion? What's good against Merfolk is Lawan, if you're playing Blue. Lawan. Um, Crossing Grip for Aethenbal. Mm. You really don't want to play against their Aethenbal, because then they beat you with their lands. Because they're not having to tap them for, uh, for mana. Um, not 100%. Choke hurts them. Choke hurts them. Um, Wrath hurts them very bad. If you can resolve one. If you can resolve one. But but if you're playing Wrath, you're most likely playing blue with it. Bolt and his buddies do a lot against Merfolk. Yeah, redundant decks hurt. Hitting their lords is very good. Wait, decks with redundant removal hurt Merfolk. Like Zoo. That's why Zoo has a great matchup against it. Because what Grim. do you what do you counter? The Quasali Pride Mage or the Path to Exile on your Lord? I'm actually gonna say the reason why Zoo has such a good matchup against Smurfolk is It gets too big too fast? No. Grim Lava Master. That just destroys Merfolk by it, itself. Maybe against a bad Merfolk player? Do no. they get two lords out, one on a vile, one cast. Okay, you use one you cast a bolt. Kill one and then uh, okay. remove that bolt and another card to kill the other. Okay. What what are some other things that we can we can uh, use for Net or for Merfolk? Yeah. Um I'm gonna say uh the the um shit. Propaganda effects. Stuff that doesn't let all your, your opponent's guys attack you at once. Um like propaganda, ghostly prison, stuff like that. Yeah. Ghostly prison really hurts them. Mm-hmm. Um, um Wastelands hurt them immensely. Oh, uh, I don't know about Muta- that one. Mutavaults 
win games for them. No. Well, for, first of all, you're not going to side in Wastelands. You're not. Well, yeah, we're talking about sideboard cards. Like, sideboard those four wastelands. Yep, they'll never see it coming. Yeah. Um, Put it in your no-land dredge. Put it in my no-land dredge. Uh, But is Engineered uh, Engineered Play good against Marvel? Yeah, you set it at two and blow up everything. That's not what I'm talking about. That's Engineered Explosives. Oh. Engineered Play is a black card. Yeah, Engineered Play, you'd have to get multiple ones because their deck is premised mostly of lords. So... All you're doing is, like, you're negating a lord. You're negating one lord, and when, like, Coral Helm's a six, you're making it a five. When Well, if Coral Helm's a six, you're dead anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go to a, a Natural Order Rug. So, let's let's just say the best three cards from Merfolk. Okay. Lawan's Le- probably number one. Lawan's easily they do, they do have a lot of outs to it. Lawan's... What's the land that makes you pay upkeep for all your creatures? Uh, Tabernacle. Tabernacle. That's, but <laughs> that's like, yeah, nice $200 answer. Yep. And then they wasteland it. And then they wasteland <laughs> it. You're like, whoops. Uh, um, I th- any I'm, artifact I'm, destruction on their, on their Aether I, I, I think it's good. I don't think it's one of the best. Because you, you're going to deal if with they the turn one, If they resolve turn one vial, you're at the... At that moment, depending on you're the deck. behind. Depending whatever on the you deck. do, you're behind. Depending on the what deck. deck? Hive mind. Oh, they have a handful of counters. Now. Doesn't matter. What? It just doesn't matter. What do you mean? Doesn't matter. You could just go through it. There are certain decks that just doesn't care if you have counter spells. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna keep casting spells, and eventually, well, you're when not I'm not having them. to spend mana on creatures, and I have a full board wide open of mana. Dazes, mental missteps, force of wills. You can't do anything to that. Plus, you're getting beat in the face by like four four lords. Calm down. Merfolk's loud. So, Lawan, if you don't know what that is, look it up. Lawan, Cephalid Empress. Uh, it, it, it bounces, it unsummons all blue creatures that uh, target opponent controls. Uh, yes. And then, and then they can't cast blue And then spells. they can't cast blue spells. Creature, creature spells. spells, which doesn't matter. They're going to buy them all back out anyway, but still, it really helps. Um, choke. Choke, Path to Exile, if, you, if you're not running those. Yeah, and then just Wrath Effects. Wrath Effects will really hurt them. You're like, okay, okay, let them pop out three or four lords. you got a Wrath to counter back up. Wipe their board. They're sitting there top decking for like four turns. Elish Norn. Elish Norn In the right deck, Elish Norn. All right, so uh, no rug, which is natural order rug, mass or not mass removal, just re- as much removal as possible. As well, it? see, there there's a couple different ways. Uh, once they hit the progenitus out, they're pr- like the only answer you have is a wrath effect or out racing them, which I've I've been able to outrace one before. Oh yes, swing you with your ten ten. I'm swinging my. 15 what? power guys. Yeah, 11 11 yeah, infector. Yeah. Go ahead. I dare you. If all right, there's two stages. Like they get progenitus out, you're down to two things. Racing them, which is sometimes very easy to do depending on I've the raced it with my goblins. Yeah. And and the the second thing is a board sweeper. A wrath of god, day of judgment, etc. That way it gets rid of the progenitus, shuffles back in whatever. It was really hard. But, the, but I did it. <laughs> but the the main way of uh, beating rug is kill their green creatures. Kill the green creatures. Because natural order, uh, the way natural order Counter natural order. Uh, countering natural order, 
um, killing the green creatures in response to natural order, because I'm pretty sure it's not worded as an additional cost. I think it's no, just no. sacrifice a green creature. You play it, and then you sacrifice a creature. Right. So they play it, and if you've you got just, a lightning bolt in your hand, and they only have one green creature, you bolt that. If they don't have force will, right. you put them like three turns behind. Yeah, because that's... That's their natural order gone. That's uh, their creature. Extirpate hurts them if you actually do counter a natural order and then you extirpate it or or thought seize. Thought seize hurts them. Early game disruption hurts them. Mm -hmm. So if like say you're playing a deck like Affinity, which we were talking about last week, Mm -hmm. they sometimes board like a package of three duress or three thought seize because if you can get the the hate out of their hand early, well you win. So if you can thought seize or duress their big combo pieces out and just race them, they're even if they do resolve progenitus, they're dead. Yeah, it's uh, a deck that has to win off of controlled setup. Another really really big card for the no rug deck is Meekstone. It's a one mana artifact. It says creatures with power three. It's either three or four. Two. It's a creatures with power two or more does not untap. So, nice progenitus. You get to hit me once. Actually, you know what I've been seeing with uh, uh, sleep. Nope. No. Okay. People are because okay. <laughs> if I'm playing a Jace deck, sleep does jack dick. Um, also, a four man of sorcery. <laughs> the 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 hot tech I've been seeing lately is freshly metamorph. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You metamorph named progenitus, and, and they both progenitus. die and shuffle. Yep. So that is a good a good thing to do. Yeah. Like you can get you can actually play that. You can almost sideboard that always. Yeah, depending on the deck. If you were just starting out in Legacy and you have two Metamorphs, you could throw those in your sideboards, and those aren't bad cards to put in your sideboard for any of these decks. Mm-hmm. Because just they play Show and Tell Emrakul. Okay, the, on my uh, turn. Oh, yeah, okay. On my turn, I Metamorph. He just wasted Show and Tell. Emrakul shuffles back in, so he's got dig for that again. If they don't have force for it. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. Who doesn't? I, I just want to make sure. <laughs> I just want to make sure that the the people, if there's actually people listening to our advice, uh, if you if you have if somebody shows sh- plays a show and tell, and you try to put in a metamorph, it's not going to work because or in if there's some other if no there's no creatures in play, and then you show and tell a metamorph, it it dies because there's nothing in play as it comes into play. So it's like just up oh, dead, and then they still have that emerald. So yeah. just wait until your turn for that. We're we're gonna move from no rug or no bant, whatever. Let's, it's, uh, it's let's same, talk about the best deck in the format, uh, Hive Mind. Apparently, people still don't know how to play. Against You're worse it. than a Miami Heat fan. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Hive Mind. Like Hive Mind. People think, like, oh God, there's nothing we can do if we. If we don't do this, they got this. If we don't do that, they have that. We should just scoop right now. Don't even have to play the deck. Um, back in old extended, back when Hive Mind had its first go around in the limelight, yes, it was the more uh, red ramp Hive Mind, Rite of Flame, Desperate Ritual, Seething Song, uh, Seeming Spirit Guide, Hive Mind, yeah, and then packed, and I went. And uh, the number one card that saw a lot of play when that happened was Angel's Grace. 
Angel's Grace is one white. Angel's Grace is one white for an instant. It yeah. should be one Phyrexian white. No, that's just stupid. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's just one white for an instant. It has split second, which means uh, as long as it's on the stack, spells and activated abilities cannot be activated. Or spells cannot be cast and activated abilities cannot be activated unless they're mana abilities. So that means... You Angel's Grace on your upkeep. Right. Before the trigger. It doesn't matter. Well, well actually, you can't before the trigger because it triggers on the beginning of your upkeep. So, so you never get a chance. Well, after response, you untap, just play Angel's Grace. Yeah, after you your untap... Your life goes to one, but they're they're playing... No. They're either going to kill you with Emrakul, no, right? Life, no. The life total doesn't go to one. So if damage would reduce your life total oh, to yeah, less yeah. than one, yeah, yeah, it reduces yeah. it to one instead. And if you would lose the game, instead you don't. Right. You don't lose this turn, pretty much. It's just rough sideboarding for that deck. Well, I mean, there's multiple. You, you got you got to really expect what they're going for. If they're if they've got the 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 hive mind part, there's angel's grace. There's still stifle. Stifle's like one of the best cards for that format. You stifle your trigger, correct? Right, on your upkeep. That way, they they're like, oh shit, I don't have anything I can stifle, and they're like, and if they and they're like gonna go like into retard mode and be like, uh, force of will, you're stifling. You're like, I'll copy it and force of will, you're force of will. Yeah, like oh crap, they can't counter. They can't counter just in the casting. same trap that they get you in, where you can't counter mm -hmm. their packs. It's they the, can't counter your answers because you just copy their counter. Yeah. So when you when you power blast, power blast the only legal target is hive mind or uh, one of your packs if it's uh, pack negation. So they can't they can't power blast your power blast. Yeah, they can't because um, it's not blue. And then and there's also uh, Eon Hub. Which is a... Never heard of this one. It's a three-mana artifact. This is hot tech, huh? Players skip their upkeeps. Three-mana artifact? Yeah. Players, Players skip, skip their up. upkeeps. So if you're... It's just untapped. So if up. you're playing Metalworker, Affinity, any Grim Monolith deck... Um, I, I wouldn't run it. I mean, it, it's very dependent. What, what, what is it called? Eon Hub. Eon Hub. E-O-N Hub. So you don't get to untap ever? No, you don't get an upkeep. Oh. You untap, and it goes untap, draw step. Okay, all right, all right. But, uh, and then, like, if they're running Emrakul, Emrakul's a lot easier to deal with than people think. Karakas. There's Karakas. Karakia Metamorph. Karakia Metamorph. There's still, like, Journey to Nowhere and Oblivion Ring if you really want to run those. Got it, T. There's, uh, uh, Peacekeeper, which is a, uh, I want to say two and a white for a 2-2. Two -two. says, uh, creatures can't attack you. And Oblivion Stone. I think you just said that. Beginning of your upkeep, you have to pay a white for him. But yeah, creatures can't attack you. Nice, fifteen, fifteen. Can I say Oblivion Stone. Oblivion Ring is yeah. what I was thinking. Oblivion Ring. I said Oblivion Ring. Okay, all right, yeah. Uh, Oblivion. Well, Oblivion Stone. Oblivion board, Stone's good. Board. Board wipers. Yeah, board wipers. Um. Uh. Da, 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 da. Let's see. Let's 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 really get out there and discard Volition Reigns, and then. Uh, open the vaults and Volition Reigns their Emrakul. That's tech. Mm. That would be dirty. That would be amazing. And if I saw that happen, I'd laugh. Duck. Loudly. Open the vaults. Sower of Temptation, if you're running blue, is really good. Like, say, yeah, so are, like so game two, if you're playing Merfolk, or you're playing with Merfolk, you board in your extra sower. You get your Vada three or four. And the minute they play their show and tell Emrakul, they're like, okay, I'll sower it, 
and with a vial at the end of their turn, you grab Emrakul and they lose on the spot. That or like just wait for them to play the show and tell, like show and tell, and they're like, yeah. you play sower, and like you like the trigger goes on the stack. A lot of people actually don't understand how show and tell resolves. Like people are like, who who chooses first? What what happens with this? Do they see what I get to put down first? This is how the step by step instruction for show and tell. The cat the players you who just show this, and then you tell them what you showed, right? No. <laughs> the player who casts show and tell says, show and tell. Does it resolve? It's like, sure. The player who casts it puts a card face down in front of them. Then the opponent puts a face ca- a card face down in front of them. And then the, the active player flips over his card. The inactive player flips over his card. Then any th- anything that, like, uh, as it comes into play, abilities, stuff like that resolve. Like, uh, if you meddling mage. Yeah. You can then name a card. Or Metamorph, which Metamorph wouldn't do anything. But uh, in this case, so are Temptation. So when Temptation triggers when it enters the battlefield. And it targets an Emrakul. I'll take that Emrakul. Seems good. Yep. Uh, let's move I've, on. I've seen it a few times. Let's, uh, let's move on to Goblins. Goblins pretty easy to hate out. Uh, Engineer Plague's probably the best. Engineer Plague's good. Um, uh, Contagion Engine in the right deck. Like, if it's, if there's any deck running Contagion Engine, it's they not, can I mean, it's okay. Easily. I'm not running Chieftain, so Contagion Engine will be a board wipe. Um, let's see. What else is really good against Goblins? Uh, I mean, because creature-based hate doesn't really work. Really good against Goblins is GTA. Yeah, if you have a GTA, a resolved GTA. Sword of Fire and Ice as well. Sword of Fire and Ice. Uh, any life gain, period. Yeah. So if you can just gain life. Like Kitchen Finks Malira. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. Spoiling the tech. Spoiling the tech of the century. That's, that's, it's pretty easy. You just have to be key on your, if you're playing ca- permission, if you're playing counter spells, you have to be key on which ones you can. You have to fight over that eighth of them. You've got to fight over that eighth vial. It doesn't even matter if it, t- it takes four cards out of your hand. You've got to keep them off that eighth vial. Oh yeah, resolved eighth vial equals since blue or just since blue players are not mainboarding stifle like they used to. They should. I don't know why they're not anymore. It, it it's easier to play uh, vial now because once you resolve it, they have to do a lot to win. Yeah. We mainly uh, Stoneforge Bashful. Uh, like for me, like I. I sideboard in Crush against you, just for the Aether Vials. Yeah. Transfer hurts us. Crush hurts Screw us. Screw Transfer. Uh, I do not like Transfer. Moat hurts us. Yeah, Moat. Moat's a good one. Moat's really good. Uh, Tabernacle. I well, no, you were in the Wastelands, so. That's fine. Player $200 win is going to get Wasteland. Yep. All right. Uh, that's a lot for Goblins. I mean, not as much as the rest of them, but that's still a lot to work through. Mm-hmm. Board wipes really hurt Board us, wipes. Too. Uh, Dredge. Dredge, there's... The best best card for it is Leyline of the Void. Yes. Anyone can play it. It's risky, but the risk is worth the reward. Because if you have the Vile, you win. Or, uh, not Vile, but uh, Void. Leyline of the Void, you win. No. Because they can just wait and bounce it. You just gotta remember that... Well, they have Chains of Vapor, but... I mean, you really it's gonna sound back you a lot. You gotta really have that, or they just have like turn one that, or they have the opening hand uh, 
Enchantment, Ancient Grudge. Ray of Reclamation. Ray of Revelation, so Revelation. two mana to play. So it's going to be turn two, and you usually only keep a one mana hand. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying... So after you agree that you're keeping your hand, they're like, okay, Whale on the Void? Yeah. Oh shit, I don't have a Ray of Revelation. Okay. I don't have Chain of Vapors. Well, I mean... I'm yeah, not, it's I'm the just best. Saying, I'm just... Alright, I'm not disagreeing with you there. I'm just saying it's not game over. I've seen Dredge win through a ley line. It's the it's really hard. I mean, I've been I've I've won with a ley line out and I've lost and it's a lot more on the loss. Oh side. yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Second best card is Tormod's Crypt, in my opinion. I'm gonna say Relic Progenitus. Just yeah. that just that ability of the every card turn. Draw, the every turn it replaces itself card wise. No, just every turn hitting one card from your graveyard, and then also. The fact that it's the ultimate part of of uh, relic doesn't target the player. It just says all uh, exile all graveyards, and you draw a card. That's wrong. No, it's exile each all or all players graveyards. Okay. So it gets around ley line and sanctum. Okay. Uh, Tor- then Tormod's Crypt. Tormod's Crypt's good. It comes down on turn one, and you're just like I dare you to dredge. And you're like, the minute I see a bridge or... Leyline. Leyline is rough to get around. By dredge, we're also saying Cephalid Breakfast. Any graveyard play, Reanimator. All these are really good. Void. Depends. Void. Reanimator loses to Void. I think they have more answers to Void than dredge does. Not main Main board counters. Well, no. You can't counter that, so... They They have a lot... What do, what do they have? Chain of Vapor, that's it. I don't know what's in the sideboard of Reanimator. Bad. But that, uh, my point is, like, Dredge the has a lot of The big three are Void, Tormund's Crypt, and Relic of Prenages. The, yeah, the fringe like, ones are, like, Zurin Orb, and Yixla J- Jailer, and Isolation Chamber. Zurin Orb? That doesn't do anything Right, they can't dredge. take damage? No, no. You can't take damage? That's not Zurin Orb. What's, what's Zurin Orb? Zurin Orb is a zero mana artifact. Sack of land, gain two life. Huh. Yeah. What am I thinking of then? Maybe Energy Field? Energy Field does n- nothing? To you can't take damage? Oh, Energy Field would be rough. Wow, you're just blanking on Until everything. Until I flash back Angel of Despair and it's gone. Oh, yeah. Um... After you force a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's really like pretty much all the hate cards. Uh, Ravenous Trap is the worst one. I don't think it's the worst one. It, it's the one that will put you on tilt the hardest. People can tell when you have Ravenous Trap. When you when you keep a hand... Like when, like, it's easy to tell your dread opponent that you have Ravenous Trap. When, you, when you're like... When you mulligan aggressively and you, like, you stop at six and you're, like, you're happy about it. And you go, keep, land... Go and you're like Ravenous Trap, he's got it, and and you can just play around it. Yeah, I I laugh at Tormund's Crypt and Relic of Progenitus. Those two I laugh at because all I need is one turn. I put one turn. I put the the board state at a place where you can't win, and or I eat an early Crypt, and I still dredge out and win. I don't know. Or or, or especially like especially against. Uh, Cephalid Breakfast. Dredge is for fatties. Um. <laughs> it's I don't really like Dredge. We're going to move into the age-old conversation. Is Stoneforge 
too strong for legacy? Should it be banned in legacy? And now, yes. I'll let you go ahead and give your side of the, 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 the defense here. Yes. Next topic. Why? Why is it too strong in legacy? Why do I have to explain why Stoneforge Mystic is strong? I think you should have to explain why strong Stoneforge Mystic it's is no strong. It's no stronger than Aether Uh It's stronger than Aether It's no stronger than Aether By Aetherbile. far. No, it's not. Yeah. It is. Because the fact that you can get... It searches for whatever you're going to put in. It, all right. It's like if you reworded Aetherbile to be a, a, a two-mana artifact that said search your library... or all right, two mana artifact that you name a creature type when it comes into play, and then when it comes into play, you search a library for a card of that creature type and put it in your hand, and you don't have to worry about charge counters. That's Stoneforge Mystic. You don't have to worry I, about I'm, adding I'm with every you turn. On this, but Stoneforge, there's a, there's countless removal. There's combo decks that just, you tap that on turn two, spy on me, you lose. You're well, playing against High Mind and you tap out on turn two to play Stoneforge, you lose on the spot. What counter? You lose on the fucking spot. No. What counter magic do I have to have mana up in that deck? Because it doesn't run counter spells. Well, if you're playing Joe Bernal's disc, or, uh, uh, list, he's not playing counter spells, but he is going to jack your hand up before he plays a Stoneforge. Uh, you're playing against Zoo, they're just going to go fetch out a Jite and win off that. Um, Batter Skull. Better than Jute. Zoo will never get five and mana out to get a batter skull in play. What are you talking about? I'm talking about. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Blue Wire. Oh, no. We're talking about Stoneforge, period. No, Stoneforge Mystic is not as good in Zoo as it is in Control Shells. I think it's good because. I I, I don't think it's bannable in Legacy. I think it is. Because. It's turn three speed. It's not even... All right. It's turn three speed, which is slow almost in Legacy. It's not the fact that it's that strong. People don't really ban things depending on how strong it is. Because, I mean, look at this. Like, some of the strongest spells in Legacy that aren't even seeing play right now. I mean, Time Spiral is one of the strongest cards ever printed. And it's... It's on the decline. Like, High, high Tidal's good, and then it's on the decline. But... It's about how popular something is. Like, I understand when people are complaining, attendance goes down, and people say they're tired of playing this, there's no variety, and this this card is warping the format. Right. I don't think we're seeing that. We haven't even seen the blue-white uh, control list win an SCG tournament It doesn't yet. matter. Like, they're owning the top eights now. Yeah, like two, three at a time in top eight. But that's just Back because in. the deck's all around good. Exactly. The, no, no, period. Without Stoneforge, without Batterstone, no. you could just run... You could just run... You could just run Jace and Vendillion Clicks. Oh. You don't even need that other stuff. The Stoneforge and the Batterstone make it that much more ridiculous. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, because Batterstone is what made Stoneforge viable in Legacy. I understand that. You're tutoring a, a beast. A, a creature. A beast. No, it's a motherfucker. And it's uncounterable. It's uncounterable. And it has vigilance, so it's offense and so defense. So keeps getting better and better. I agree there. Uh, well, that only stops before turn. But anyway, I, I, I just think it should be banned. Just to, to, 
get rid of it. I, I would not be opposed to it being unbanned in the future. Right now, I'm just I'm really tired of Stoneforge Mystic. I I know a lot of people are tired of Stoneforge Mystic. Like I'm not gonna sit here like an idiot and go, ooh, 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 you know, Stoneforge is fair because on it leans almost to the point where it's not fair. Like Stoneforge is so like, but it's too, too OP. It's, it's normal speed for legacy. I don't think it is. I've seen you put out a fight still on turn one or two. Oh, it wouldn't turn one. Okay. I've, I've seen you. Stoneforge can still get countered. Batter Skull can still be destroyed. These things aren't stupid. Like these, it Except is a, for Stoneforge Mystic is one card that costs two mana. The way I get Blight still in the play on turn two is five cards that, call, that cost like a total of like eight mana over two turns. I'm, 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 I smell what you're stepping in. You smell what I'm stepping in? I smell what you're stepping in, and I'm with you. I just, I don't think it's warping the format right now. I do. I do. Like, I don't. I the, don't. Fact, the fact that I said that there was no more no rugs than, than the, the blue-white decks, the ones with Stoneforge in it, and then, like, getting proven wrong dramatically... Like, I didn't even realize how many Stoneforge decks there were. Yeah, we were talking earlier before we started recording. He was like, no rug's more popular than blue-white. Yeah. I, and, because we were talking about common sideboard or what we need to start sideboarding for these decks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll prove it to you. We go and look. At, like, like the last three to tournaments, one. it was like 12 or 11 blue-white control Stoneforge variants were in the top eights. To three or four no rugs. Yeah, it's like three to one ratio easily. And I was like, no rugs okay. It's just that blue white Stoneforge deck is fucking a motherfucker. Like you can't get past it. It's like you look at the deck. Like I was playing with this deck. What Sunday night? One of our buddies proxied it. I was playing with it. I was like, this isn't fair. This just isn't fair. Yeah. <laughs> like I was doing unfair things with that deck. You played it and you were doing some. Really unfair stuff. It, but but Stoneforge doesn't really set that much over the top. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. But, uh... Alright, we're going to take a little break. And then we're we're going to come back for... And welcome back from the break. Uh... We're just gonna hop right into our budget deck of the week, and uh, what do we have this week, Dede? This week we have the miraculous combo elves, little green men. It's a very, very. It's a really good deck that doesn't cost that much. Yeah, and when we talk about elves, the combo elf deck, we're talking about all the combo elf decks. Because I mean, there's some that just. Or just aggro, they just make gigantic dudes and swing. There's some that just revolve around casting Emrakul. Or just having played their entire deck worth of elves and swing. Yeah, like Genesis like Wave. And then, uh, then there's uh, Elf Ball, which just makes a bunch of tokens, makes, makes a bunch of guys, and then swings with everybody. With haste. Or, or infinite mana, too. Or infinite mana with haste. Yeah. They play Green Sun, they count their cards in their deck, they play Green Sun for like one under that. And all of it has haste. Genesis Wave. Yeah. Did I say Genesis Wave? You said Green Sun. Oh, my bad. Idiot. 
Anyway. Easy, 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 easy. All right. So basically, we're going into this. We're going to give you guys a breakdown of some prices, what cards are in every one of these, and then we're going to walk in how to play it. Yeah, I mean, there's a really, there's a good base for of creatures in all the lists. Because, I mean, all of them are going to have some of the same stuff, like... Elvish Art Struid. How much is Elvish Art Struid going for? Elvish Art Struid right now is baseline $3, which is not expensive at all. It's, it's and and if you've been playing any in the last year, you've had two uh, core sets have had Elvish Art Struid, so they're floating around everywhere. Yep. And then uh, there's uh, Elvish Visionaries. Elvish Visionaries, which is a common. It's a common. It's it's is now it's, M- it's sitting at $0.15 cents right now. It was, it was an M10, player. M11, and Shards of Laura. It, it's uh, it's it's a powerhouse in this deck. It it does a lot of a work lot of people it. just look at it and they're like, it draws a card. So what? Yeah, you're you're able with this deck. You're able to bounce those those uh. This deck revolves around easy. ramping out usually on turn two or three, mm-hmm. playing one. either their entire deck. We're gonna get to that how how they play their entire deck, or they uh, hard cast Nimrical. And they take the extra turn and swing at you with, like, a Field of Elves and Emrakul. Some of them even play Concordia Crossroads, which means they could just swing that turn. Concordia Crossroads is... It's tough because you can't fetch for it, and if it's not in your hand, it's a dead card in your deck. Which I'd rather have an Elf board. No. If I'm playing Elf Ball, but if I'm playing Combo Elves, I, I don't care. Emrakul hits the board, you win. If sometimes. Especially if it's turn two. Concordia Crossroads is to make sure, and it's it's to it's to activate your Priest of Titania's. Your Elvish if you don't know what Arch Druid is or uh, uh, Concordia Crossroads is, all creatures have haste, no matter if you control them or they control them. It is one of those world enchantments. It's a world enchantment which has been phased out, but it's still a thing. Enchant world. <laughs> We're gonna just give you a quick rundown of some other elves. Uh, Birchlore Rangers, which states tap to untap. Elves you control, add one mana of any pool to your color, and it has morph, which you would never play. <laughs> uh, any color An Emrakul is in there. Usually an Emrakul is in, in most of the combo deck, the combo elves. Yep. Uh, F- Findhorn elves, which is another land of war. It's the same damn card. It just lets you have eight, eight land of wars. Yep. Uh, Heritage Druid, which is... That is the soul of the deck. That's the, the heart of the deck. Uh, it's like the Birch Lore, but you can tap an extra elf and add three mana to your pool. And you combo that with this card called Nettle Sentinel, which Nettle Sentinel <coughs> doesn't untap during its controller's upkeep step. Untap step. Untap step. Whenever you play a green spell, you may untap Nettle Sentinel. So you get three of those out and a Heritage Druid, and you... Not even that. You can you can go off with two. Yeah, you can go off with two. You're, you're casting elves anyway. It all, also runs Lana Wars, Priest of Titania, which is Titania. Titania, which is basically an arch druid without the plus one plus one. But it only costs two mana. That only costs two. Korean Ranger, which is really good. One of, one of the best cards in the deck. It's I think it's the best. I'm actually gonna say the uh, the other one, Wildwood Symbiote, is actually better. All these cards we've named are under three dollars or under a dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Queer and Ranger, return a forest you control to its owner's hand, untap target creature, use this ability only once a turn. So you return a forest, you, to oh, okay, turn two, you you play out all these elves, you 
pass a turn, next turn you tap your arch to it, return a forest, tap it, park cast Emrakul, game's over. Or, I mean, if you're really going off, you can just play the card of Crossroads and then yeah, it, yeah, Emrakul and then swing and all this stuff. Regal Force is another part of the deck that's like makes up the, the real heart and soul. I think almost every one of them runs it. It's a seven mana five five, which is not hard. Anything, mm, all the mana in this deck, think of it as like, oh, I just tapped one of my elves. <laughs> and uh, whenever it comes into play, you draw a card for each green creature you control. Yeah. So, so normally it draws you about seven cards, six or seven. I'm gonna lean more towards thirteen. I've seen it draw a lot. Yeah. Why would Symbiote, which is that's not an I, elf, what, that's what I think is the the Symbiote is the best. Yeah. It's retarded. Because you can bounce your visionaries. You bounce your visionaries over and over and over. Well, once each turn, per symbiote. Yeah. It's it's a two mana insect for one mana. A two dollar insect for one mana. It, uh, it says return it. It's got an activated ability of return an elf you control to your hand. Untap target creature. Play this ability only once a turn. So, like I said, using the Quirion Ranger and the Wirewood to keep untapping your Priest of Titana. <laughs> Titania. Titania. And, and your, your Elder Shards Druid. And you're bouncing usually Visionaries. Elvish Visionaries with this. Sometimes, uh, well actually sometimes it just doesn't matter because of the next card on the list. Glimpse of Nature. Whenever you cast any creature spell, you draw a card. It's one mana. It's the most expensive card in the deck, unless you're going Gaia's Cradle, yeah, uh, which is a land which we're not going to be talking about because we're going I'm budget. Talk, I'm talking about it. We're going budget. I'm talking about it's it later. $50 land. I don't care. I'm talking about it later. Um, this, that, this card is, runs four of them. Every elf deck runs four of them because, it, especially when you play two of them and you've got enough elves to just draw your deck, you, you play Glimpse of Nature... You, you you cast visionary. You draw two cards. You cast another. Cast another. Cast another. Cast another. Cast another. And you just draw your entire deck basically. Hard cast Emrakul or pass a turn and swing out. The next turn. Yeah. Or if you have crossroads. Yeah. That's why. I like, that's why I like crossroads. Your, your opponent doesn't even have a chance of doing anything. Guess how much this card's worth. Which one? Glimpse of nature. Uh, seventy-five ninety-nine. No. Oh. It's only fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. It's the most expensive card in the deck, but it wins the minute it resolves. Uh, usually, so it's, it's around sixty dollars for a play set, which is worth it, I think. That's half the deck. Sixty dollars is half the deck. Half, that's more than half the deck. Uh, this one in particular, it's they run a two to three, depends on if you're wanting to run concordant crossroads or not. Summoner's Pact is really. It good. runs Summoner's Pact to grab. Regal Usually, Nettle Sentinel. Regal Force. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Either one of them. Uh, it runs Basic Forest. Uh, and any mix, uh, any, any mix between a Pendle Haven, Gaius Cradle, and what's the other one? Um, uh, untapped Target. Wirewood Lodge. Untapped Target Elf? Wirewood Lodge. Wirewood Lodge, which I think is the best one. Um, I'm, I would like both, uh, Cradle and Lodge. Cradle's good, it's so expensive, but Lodge does essentially what Cradle's trying to do. Uh, I mean, uh, Cradle's gonna get wastelanded. You don't play it until the turn you go off. Yeah, 
You're right. Like you go up, you go up, you go up. Oh, land for the turn. Seventeen mana. Sideboards for these dis these decks usually are pretty easy. Uh, there's Cross and Grip, of course. Relic for like graveyard hate. Thorn of Amethyst is actually one of the top cards in the deck. In Viridian the Shaman is actually usually a two of a three of in the sideboard. I'm actually wondering uh, if they're replacing it with the uh, corrupted one. I don't think they are because this doesn't but split your damage if you have to go beat down. Yeah, but it's if you have to go beat down and you have one guy doing infect and three guys doing regular damage, at that point you would just much rather have because it's not like you're playing. It's not like you're playing Merfolk here. You're only getting one. I'm just asking. I'm just throwing out ideas. I can throw out ideas. So the most expensive card in this deck, unless you're running Guy's Cradle, which is nuts. Guy's Cradle is nuts. Is if Summoner's Pack and Glimpse of Nature. Yeah. And you have to have these two cards. What's Emrakul going for? Oh, like eight, nine bucks. Who doesn't have an Emrakul? I've got like three. Just I don't even use them. I'll take them. I don't think so, Tim. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this is just a pure example of a combo elf deck where they either combo out with Glimpse of Nature's and draw their entire deck, play it out. And I've actually had a, my buddy was playing this deck. Mm-hmm. Just to do it, he can draw his entire deck. So you actually have to stop at one point. You have to make yourself stop. Is uh is Glimpse a May ability? Is it whenever? no? Draw a card. So no. So you, you have actually, to stop playing yeah, creatures. You, you, you've got to think ahead because if you get to the point where you're like, yeah, especially I gotta, if you have like three active glimpses and you're drawing three cards for every elf. You're like, play. you're like, yeah, all I gotta do is cast this one last creature. Like, like all I need is that Emrakul. Like a lot of elf players want to get to that Emrakul, and I'm like looking at the board. I'm like, dude, you've got 62 damage on the board. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do you need an Emrakul for? To be cool, like, Emrakul, like, draw, oh, shit, I lost. Yeah, <laughs> Emrakul, I'll take my next turn, oh, shit, I'll lose. Yeah. Uh, if you're playing Summoner's Pack, which, if you're in getting new into Legacy, there's a lot of packs, there's a lot of pay at the beginning of Bye. your upkeep, I wouldn't blah, say blah, blah. a lot. And, like, two of them don't. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking about packs. Summoner's Pack. I'm talking about packs. Because it costs five, it costs four. I'm saying there's five of them. You said there's oh, a yeah. lot of different packs. Um, you summoner's pack you grab a dice and you put it on top of your deck at the end of your turn so you do not forget to pay the summoner's pack because you will lose a guy, it happened to a guy about four turn, five tournaments five, six, seven SCGs ago David Vaux, he's a friend of mine he, the, uh, he is in the top four facing it's Jesse Hatfield playing high tide and he just he forgot about his summoner's pack trigger he actually told me before the tournament began was, if there's one thing I'm doing today, I'm not fucking forgetting a summoner's pack trigger. And he didn't forget one the entire day until he made until that top four. And, and, and also, if you're playing summoner's pack, you got to be real careful not to play it too early. Mm-hmm. Because if you play it and you're playing against like a removal deck or a deck where they've got you on the clock and you're eventually going to have to block out, you may not be able to pay that on your upkeep. I've, I saw it happen the other day. So it's it's just, the deck, when you first start playing it, you're like, geez, how is this supposed to work? And you're like playing one elf a turn. And then you actually see it 
play out where you're like, okay, heritage druid with two nettle sentinels, nettle sentinels bouncing a visionary with my wirewood symbiote, just over and over playing creature, 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 draw a card, trigger. It's, it's pretty insane. It's pretty good. But there are there are a lot of deck or there's a lot of cards. My favorite version is is they take out Emrakul and they take out a few of the non necessary ones and they play four. No, they don't take out it. No, not this one. Oh. They play four uh, Fauna Shamans and four Venge Vines, and they can literally put out four Venge Vines on turn three and turn two successfully a lot of the times. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. It's freaking nuts. Uh, I, it's 16 damage on turn two is tough. Why wouldn't you just have 62 damage in an extra turn? Well, it depends. If if you get tired of playing the same old same old, or if that's just not up your alley, or you already have four Vengevines and four Fauna Shamans, why not? Plus, you can sh- uh, tutor up the right, you know, Priest of Titania. I mean, I can see Fauna Shaman in the deck. I don't like Vengevine in the deck. You can Fauna Shaman for your Emrakul. That's very easily, that's easy to do. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this card. It's called Mirror Entity. Uh, a lot of a lot of decks run this guy. It's an elf. It, it is an elf. Uh, you're wondering, it's white. How do they play it? They play it with Finehorn Elves, I believe. No. No, not Finehorn, but Birchlore and... Uh, Birchlore Rangers. And they play it with... The, yeah, Birchlore. They play it That's with it. Birchlore. They get this guy out on like turn two or three, and then the next turn they just pay like... 17 mana. 17 mana swing at you with like four guys. Like five 17 17s. Yeah, you can put two of them. Take 51. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, If you're just wanting to have fun, not drop any consistency in your deck, uh, you can just take out a non-essential card and put in a mirror entity, in my opinion, and get a lot of good work out of him. Uh, We're going to talk about Elf Ball. This is another one. And basically what it tries to do is Glimpse of Nature, a lot of mana, and Genesis Wave with Concordant Crossroads out. Basically what we do with the other deck, where we it's a longer, drawn-out, more consistent base, is not, it's not as steady as, in my opinion, the, yeah, I don't like the elves that we were just talking about. I can see, I can see what's going on where here. Where just ramp elves, as I call them. This elf ball... Is it's got too many working parts. I like Genesis Wave. Genesis Wave like, could like be Genesis. just dumb. I don't like Green Sun. I mean, if you Genesis Wave for like sixteen on turn two or three, like you don't even have GG, to do it for that scoop man. up. Like you can do it for eight, and like if you already have, well, you kind of want to hit. You want to hit fifteen just in case you hit Emrakul. It doesn't matter. Because if not, it's going to shuffle your library. Your graveyard. I think you're fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, because I mean. If you hit hit eight creatures, eight lands, a mixture of both, you're going to be able to play some more. Yeah. A a lot of the times, elf players try to get cute. Instead of sticking to the, just the, it's, it's, we're not going to sit here and lie to you. It's not the funnest deck in the world to play. But if you're looking for consistency, if you're looking to play a good deck, if you're looking to play a cheap deck that can actually hang with legacy decks. Yeah. The redundancy, like, okay, if I'm playing against control, the redundancy of elves takes over and wins. Yeah. Eventually. They can't counter everything. 
So I would, I would like to point out for like the Johnny players like myself, this is a fun deck. I, it, love, I, I, will, I, I actually play like playing, deck. and I like playing against it. I, I, love playing I don't mind deck. playing against it's, it. I mean, for, for a Spike or a Timmy, this is not the deck for you because, I mean, it's – It'll boggle your mind. It makes your brain hurt sometimes. But for Johnny's, like, just yeah. searching for the most insane combo, it's like, well, I'll do this. You've got to you've got to be able to do spot math on the fly. Yeah. And, and, and it's also, like, also, you have to – you don't have to play around much because if you play it right, you're going to hit that Emrakul. You're going to draw your deck and hit that Emrakul and win. It, it, it's pretty good. Dude. Dude. That just broke the format. How? You, you pretty much play this, and then, like, you, you, you just play all your your little elves, and you're going off or whatever, and, like, you, you tap two creatures with your virtual rangers and produce black mana. Here comes Hive Mind. No. Oh. No. You produce black mana, and then you tap, tap two more and produce black mana, and you play a Tendrils of Agony. Think about that. Storm elves? Yes. You could. I mean, how? That Storm Count 10... Seems good. Yeah, because... <laughs> and you'll hit it, because I've seen my friend literally draw 60 cards and play them all. Yeah. Except for the lands. That seems like a really good alternate win condition for elves. I mean, I'll, I'll like, for this, I would replace the, uh, if that was the actual deck, I'd replace the Fiend Horde elves with uh, Elves of Deep Shadow. Just because they produce black mana. What we're trying to say is, is this is a really good deck. Like it. It's it's not a bad deck. You're sitting against someone. They're not going to sit there and go, God, this fucking noob is playing this deck. Like, if you play it right, you're going to win. And if you get really good at it, like, the same people playing elves that have been playing elves for three or four years, they still go in they'll spike a tournament out of nowhere. And it's just because they know the deck in and out. It's not a deck that can't not, like, that's just not relevant. It's still a good deck. So if you're looking to get in, your foot in the door in Legacy, this is a deck that I highly suggest if you want to, if you can put the time in to learn it. Yeah. Because it's not a deck you can just grab and it plays itself like Blue White Stoneblade. <laughs> it's it's a deck that you have to learn how to play, and it's making worth, one mistake can lose you the game. It's also worth the investment, I think. Oh yeah, it's it's a hundred and. It's sixty dollars. It's hundred and sixty max. If you're going Gaius Cradles, you're looking at about two hundred max. Because you only run one Gaius. Cradles. But okay, if you build this deck and you play with it for a few months, play with it for a few tournaments, you decide you don't like it, you you put it with your your legacy decks, and the next time you go to a tournament and Joe Johnson in the corner doesn't have a deck to play with, hey buddy, you want to you want to play my elf deck? You, if the elf deck gets Hurt in any way from them playing it. Oh, wow, I'm out of Burst or Ranger. Fucking let me go spend 33 cents. And your hand's going to hurt from punching Joe Johnson and I for hurting your deck. You're right. Because <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure if I ever let anybody borrow a deck and they bend my cards or something, I'm going to punch them. Okay. I'm going to give – I'm going to post tonight or, or tomorrow, whenever this cast goes live, I'll post a uh, – on, on our uh, blog a uh, – List a, a, a basic deck list for this. It's, it's not the deck list I'm telling you that you should run. I'm not. I'm just gonna give you a basic. This one. is Day Day's fave. This is this is my fave. This is my fave. If I was gonna play elves, this is what I be what I would be playing. Like it's one of those decks. It's like Dredge. Don't get too cute with it. Mm -hmm. It's like play this deck. 
play it like it's supposed to, and then do it. I mean, it's not that hard. But I think it's time for some big ups. It is about time for big ups because it is it's 12 o'clock. There's 1 o'clock, and I am burned. I'm tired. I've got to wake up in the morning for work. Oh, I'll go. Crown me around. All right. I will. Swim across it. I'm going to give. I'll buy you some floaties. I'm going to give a shout out to Miller High Life because you are delicious and tasty. And he's been drinking all night. It's it's good. No, it's not. I'm going to give out. A, I'm not done. You're killing uh, me. Are we not alternating? No, alternating. What? This guy. I'm giving big ups to Miller High Life. Okay. I'm giving big ups to your mom. No, to no, not your mom this time. I'm, yeah, I'm giving big ups to my mom, but she, you saved the best for last. Oh, okay. I'm giving big ups to uh, Uma Weezes Jite for beating me. Uma Weezes? Uma Zazas Jite. Oh, Uma Zawas? It's a fucking card. That's how you beat Goblin single-handedly. <laughs> and I'll give big ups to my mom, because okay. she's the best in the world. I'm going to give big ups to Bald Ricky for being our audience tonight. We have a man across the table from us. He's been patiently waiting for us to finish our podcast so he could play and trade. And I want to give big ups to him. Uh, I want to give big ups to my friend Cody Blankenship. She just had a baby. Uh, She uh, has been pregnant for nine months. That's usually how pregnancies work. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I just wanted to inform the viewer. There might be some virgins out there. This is magic. Easy, easy. I'm not insulting them. They know who they are. Give oh. big ups to the virgins. A big ups to the virgins. Big ups <laughs> to the virgins. When you have it, it'll la- it'll be the best five seconds of your life. I'm just telling you right now. I'm not going your pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big ups to the Lonely Island boys. Uh, Shy Ronnie. Um, <laughs> yeah, you check out Shy Ronnie. Uh, Lonely Island, if you have it, you should know if you're listening on the internet what the Lonely Island boys is. But, uh... And lastly, I want to give a big up to that frog that uh, I just heard. Uh, oh, the stink frog. And uh, <laughs> big up to my friend Kira. Big up to my friend Megan. Cool all these, girl. I've got all these girls. girls. All right. Well, we're done with this. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, uh, also, one last thing. We're going to have a contest. If we can get to 100 followers on Twitter... Our <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I just choked on something. Uh, if if we can get to 100 followers on Twitter, our Twitter name is at Scoop Phase. You get us to 100 followers, people, and I'm giving away something nice. Like at first, it was just gonna be like a Shopland or something like that. But you know what? I'm gonna jack it up. If y'all get us to 100 followers within two weeks, we'll randomly give out. A dual land. A dual land? I'm going I'm to say a Badlands. A Badlands. We'll give out a Badlands. Also, I was having a little side contest. If you will make us a t-shirt ready logo for our, to replace the picture on our Twitter, on our site, I will mail you a Japanese Days or Japanese Fire Blast of your choice. So Signed just, by the Scoop Fest. I We'll sign it, too. We'll sign want. it if you want. Um, either way, great cast, Zach. Pound it. Boom. Uh, we're out of here.